Hey guys, this is Marcel from the Picablo Radio and I would like to ask you a question. Can you imagine to go into a company and tell everyone to change the way they work? Maybe even question their values and maybe even find a new vision for what they want to achieve? That is what an agile transformation often is about. Going into a company and helping them to find a better way of working. And today I speak to David Laundry. He works as a principal consultant at Elaborate and he has done this trip together with Melbourne University. And uh, he talks about his experience in this episode. The way they have done it is quite disruptive in itself. They have banned PowerPoint from the first day they came there and introduced uh, the Picablo drawing technique and used it from the first meeting with the leadership group to all the teams and project meetings there. And uh, he shares his experience with drawing life in front of other people. I hope you enjoy this conversation with David Laundry from Elaborate. So welcome everybody. Um, I'm here with David Landry from Elaborate. You are a consultant, principal consultant, like what do you Prin do? I'm a principal consultant. Principal at consultant at Elaborate, and I'm um, very welcome you. Um, what we hear today is a bit of a story about how do you use the visual facilitation technique that you learn, and what do you do with that at a university? I hear. That's correct. But yeah. maybe first, can I ask you, like, what is Elaborate? So Elaborate is a company that's been in business now for five years. It's uh, been steadily growing. It's just recently opened up a, a second element of its practice up in Sydney. So it's been focused and a leader in agile development practices, very much around business analysis. But with people, myself and principal consultants, we're taking a much leading role uh, in agile transformation, uh, leading large organisations mm -hmm. like the one we're going to talk about today is uh, through their agile journey and how they engage with business across technology and those other areas. So this has become a specialised area to elaborate. So we're looking at the whole software development and how agile is used predominantly to connect business and technology groups together. What does an agile transformation mean in this context? I think that's a pretty big question, Marcel, because I think agile means comes with a lot of baggage, especially in many organisations today. I think uh, a lot of people think that Agile is just an adoption of a lot of ceremonies mm -hmm. and they're what they're very familiar with and teams working out in the open. But depending very much on the maturity of the organisation, we want to take them through the underlying principles, if you like, the science mm -hmm. behind what is really the fundamentals of Agile. So we look at Lean. We look at Kanban, we look at particular methodologies, whether it be Scrum or Scale type Agile frameworks and talk about what does that mean to the way your teams work, how does uh, the various parts of the organisation engage and most importantly how leadership now, what's the difference for leadership within those frameworks. And when we look at this university where you work now, I think with a colleague together, what is his name, who is this? It's Andrew Thorpe. Yeah. Yeah, who's acting as a scrum master yep. slash business analyst, a, man, a mentor across the day-to-day -day working of the group. So can you describe the scenario a bit, like what are you doing there at this university? So I might take a backward step, is that how we got involved in yep. the first instance? Or uh, We were approached by part of um, 
a major department within the university has been trying to implement uh, a, a new system uh, for their operation and uh, their engagement across the uh, university. And it had been struggling over the last 12 to 18 months. And they really decided in, in, in what resulted was a meeting with senior a director out there that they wanted to take an entirely different approach. So we introduced them into the thinking of taking an agile journey, mm -hmm. but predominantly we didn't really describe a lot of the processes. We didn't really get heavily into what that means, other than to say, do you want to try something entirely different? Would you like a lot more transparency and openness and building a different communication? Of course, the answer was very simple, yes, yes, and yes. Mm -hmm. So that set the context of then us starting to work with the leadership and some of the key people in the teams. And it was very surprising is that whilst people were being taken out of their comfort zone, they were all equally ready for something different to take place. So we softened our conversation around Agile and we started to talk more about leadership transparency. And this is where visualisation stepped in. So how do you use now visual facilitation? Like, I think Andrew came to my class um, maybe a half a year ago, I think it was, I think in July. Now it's December. And the, um, you were at my class like in September. How does visual facilitation has now a play in this agile transformation? So, so there was two things that we sort of stipulated right from the beginning is that we wanted to get all the teams together and get them into some planning framework facilitation course and the traditional conversation was preparing around powerpoints and describing the processes and we said there were going to be no powerpoints yeah right and we're going to take two approaches one was some already prepared sheets yep. with just simple words and diagrams drawn upon it and the other times we were going to develop those through the structure of the facilitation and the, the point that we were making to them is that these sheets were going to be long-lived. They were actually then going to take, be taken back to their room, uh, to their various workspaces and put up on the world, uh, walls there as a constant reminder before we started to move into the more elaborate yeah. elaboration process of building features and stories out. I have the same, like, um, I have the same experience. Like I worked as an agile trainer. And it felt for me wrong to talk about transparency and, and quick and easy way to work when not having like a, such an easy, simple way actually to create transparency by creating a, like this flip chart on, on the wall where you have like something explained, team can actually own that and take it back to their team, right? This is, this is I think, um, make common absolute sense what you just said. It's the same as my experience. Well, it was great for us because... I had seen a traditional approach of implementing um, Agile and a lot of it was training and talking about themes and concepts and those and those typical things that you do with Scrum. And what we really wanted to focus on was more to take them on a journey of transparency and collaboration and building a vision. Yeah. And so we had the director we met with her and we actually pre-prepared just straight points. And 
our drawing is because both um, Angie was a little bit newer to it than I was, so we weren't as confident in the drawing and to do it dynamically. But what we did was just put simple banners and headings, <clears throat> borders, use of just the two colours, and we we're able to establish well, what's the vision? Why are we trying to achieve it? Because it was very clear that there wasn't common understanding of the vision. There wasn't something binding yeah. people together as to why this project was important and how it was going to help the university and its researchers and others. If I get you right, you had like a half-prepared sheets with you and, and then you take the people on a journey with, with drawing a bit live. Was right. it the way they did it? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you described. Yeah. <clears throat> so with somebody like uh, the director, we had half a dozen points. Yep. And... We found that when we put the sheets up on the wall, we also had spare sheets there, so she would talk to her vision. And then as other points came up were added, we were able to add other sheets alongside the vision. Yes. And we would get some feedback and we would capture points. So you you ended up with half a dozen points for vision, but then you ended up with a whole surrounding things of where people added information and they were all attached around the sheet. Interestingly, the journey for those sheets were we went back and had further sessions just on the vision with more business owners and actually drilling into benefits and that were going to meet to the various parts of the university. All these sheets, which are still there, were then picked up by art and they created a series of presentation art that they use now at all their showcases. So I, I didn't catch what they did. Like, did they take pictures? So basically or? they created graphics from all these yes, and more right. stylized yes. graphics. I'm sure, Marcel, if you could have been there, you would have been able to draw better pictures. No, I wouldn't have us. done it. But uh, they were then able That's to, great. we focus very much on just some icons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, better the, of what it meant to the university, what did it mean to the admin, what did it mean to the researchers, what did it mean to the various people. And they were able to graph that, taken directly from those sheets. So what, if I get it right, they took snapshots of parts of your drawings and then used them as a, as a key visual in their like PowerPoint presentation, which is like a, or in their presentations? or No, it's actually not in PowerPoint. All right, okay. It is they produced a right. one sheets nice. mm -hmm. that sat around. And then when they go to a showcase with a large group, yeah. these A1 sheets sit around the room. Yeah. Yeah. So... So it led to, uh, you know, I think you said that better than I did, um, a, a lot of it is that you are able to visualise and be able to have a conversation with a group of people about vision, outcome and what this will do for the university that will enable further development of that vision and actually fine-tune what the messaging was going to be, not only for the team but for many other stakeholders in the wider community. For me, what I what I experienced uh, in the past were when I had like prepared slide decks and used them, they become like a power tool because you basically put in people in front of a of a looked like a very solid plan, even if it's maybe your best guess. Yeah, but it, it looks like this is what we do. Instead, when you when you draw on paper, just by the different technology, just by this having this this very soft approach, the people have the feeling that you take them more on a journey. Even oh. if the same background, maybe you spend weeks preparing it, both, right? But it's, uh, it, it becomes um, often for me something that I um, makes it 
easier to take people on a journey. So how, how do you have any experience around uh, this? Uh, like, absolutely. I think um, um, last Friday we actually ran another planning session for a, another subsection in the overall program. And we had about 30 people in the room. And we worked out the agenda the day before, which we wrote up on charts and we just stuck uh, up on the wall as a facilitation. And then we put risks, plans, objectives, goals, just as empty banners and headings around the room. And what it meant was that we actually gave people different things to go and write. They could either write on it or they could stick on it. Yeah. So the engagement was a lot more. Uh, a lot stronger people getting up out of the desk using the sheets and they were already uh, this group was already used to a lot of that planning but what it meant is those now all those sheets are picked up and being shifted to the workspace and they're all reminders of the collaboration the planning the votes of confidence and the agreement that the teams did together yeah. and they they break down into a number of areas of technology configuration even environment some of the work got quite technical um, uh, because, but those other business stakeholders now have an appreciation of what's required to deliver a working software and so the respect of what everybody has to play is now recorded in all the various sheets of paper and so we've brought it all together at the end of the day with a common set of objectives and goals for the team for the next uh, period of time which is we only got short planning horizons of around about six weeks yeah because it's just way too much to try and do uh, any more than that um, I, I try something that it's maybe um, too far-fetched but for what I what it might like happen from it had happened for me was so when you do an agile transformation it is a lot of marketing involved by sharing the ideas that are new mindset and new processes and new tools that you use it's a bit like advertising but you basically take the poster and take that back to your your place right so it reminds you of of this of this change it's well it's it becomes very powerful because then when you start to break out into the small sessions to do feature story planning for the next couple of sprints just at a high level and do some rough understanding of what the, the deliverables are going to be because uh, you still have your normal scrum planning sessions and all that yet the, the teams go back to is it's just building out a bit of a roadmap that people understand or what the challenges are and so forth now you have all that visualization you've taught it together with common goals and objectives And people are actually are very used to uh, now working off walls. Yeah. The, pro the problem is most people had a, a good understanding of Agile and a lot of the leadership had a, a good understanding of Agile. But as I said right at the outset, they saw it more as a bunch of ceremonies that their workers, if mm -hmm. you like, were going to use to deliver something useful yeah. rather than understanding it also in, uh, required them have engagement. The second area I think we're brought to is that we're able to get a lot more concurrency of doing business process design, data transformation, configuration of systems and development of systems and integration of systems in common cadence and common sprint. So we would talk about in there visually what a business process have to change alongside 
these major new systems being implemented, why aren't we doing them at the same time? Why don't we have representative users? And so you now have a way to bring users into the, uh, into the meeting uh, and various stakeholders into the meeting. For me, I guess the final most powerful thing is when they go back into the walls, we had other managers bringing other departments into them and they were walking them around the journey. They would start with the vision. They would talk about the objectives. Then they would walk over the straight typical Kanban walls, which yep. were they're doing uh, their backlogs and doing and done. Yeah. And they were able to explain to those people the whole context and where the program is at. So the transparency, they could talk and all the little avatars that were now being stuck up on things. Business then creating their own Kanban walls, but all the time using a lot more visualisation around objectives, ideas, concepts. And so there is a greater retention of what the programs are about. It's unfortunate that we can't use a lot of the pictures from those at the moment because they're failing close, but we will create a, a, a complete case study towards the end of the project. Nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah. One question. So visual facilitation, all right, you use that as this university, all great. What hasn't worked? Where is like, where's the, where's the, I always look for, okay, what is not working? Where, where is like, this live drawing, it's awesome, engaged people. However, sometimes, where do you, where do you think there's the... For, it's very hard to ask that question yeah, yeah, because for me, uh, I see nothing but up at the moment or mm -hmm. a real uh, value add because this is the first time that I've used it in. Um, so I actually don't see many negatives. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been sort of looking for these sort of frameworks for a while because where we've gone in traditionally to engage large groups and um, different stakeholders that normally haven't worked together, we would run a, a session, a training session, we'd run a bunch of PowerPoints, we would pull their deck together and all that information's lost. I, see, I think the only thing that I would like is... I'd like my drawings, both Andrew and I talked about our drawings, we find that when we're rushed, we revert back to writing words or one or two words, and we're not quite segmenting it and creating boxes and those sorts of things, which then when we look back at them, what we've got is simple PowerPoint versions of on a large A3 sheet or a large um, A1 or A2 sheets. And I think that we've got make certain we get disciplined around using some icons and drawings. So we've made some commitment over there to go and start practice this and we've got the cards and we'll start looking at those things. And the other thing I think we could do a lot more visualisation like we did in the training of how you can create a roadmap and a path and a lot more stronger visualisation. Bigger metaphors. Yeah, yeah. I think we're getting a little bit... Yeah. yeah, falling back to the habits of just writing sentences and words and dot points, but all being it just sticking up around the wall. But on that, don't take it too hard. Like just because, like you put words on a picture and map this out, it's already a drawing for our eyes. So even if there are no visual key visuals in it, I think it's already a change. Like just by by spacing out the the page and yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I think from the vision ones, I think we could get a lot better. But where we've done principles. 
uh, and we've actually been establishing a lot of principles to guarantee sort of guide the thinking of what is the least amount we have to get live so people can start using the systems because we found that people knew a lot more than what they thought they knew when you map out these principles. We're using the normal headings of you know, rooting them in the ground, making posts and making each one of those a lot different so you just don't have the same banner heading. And so you're referring to something we do in the training, which is like the level of certainty, where you have like a guest bubble, speech bubble, or you have a goal post. And yeah, that's exactly When right. you're certain around this, or you have an agreement. Yeah. Yes, so we're hanging the project off these principles. Yes, and, and yeah, that makes sense. Making, and we found uh, that was a lot better. Yeah. It was, uh, the other thing too, uh, I'd have to say from our perspective, and Andrew's not here, it's a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. For you as a presenter and a facilitator, it gives you a, a, a different dimension yeah. of how to engage the audience. The, the, one of the things that I think that worked really well um, last Friday was to keep people time-boxed. So you've written some stuff up there and now you start to close out the session by putting the borders and moving on. Yeah. You, we've done enough, right, let's yeah. move on because you're not adding much more value. So you can close out the conversation. Yeah. The only other thing I'd say is, uh, uh, while it's a positive or something that we addressed, it would have been hard to do the facilitation if you were the only one in the room yes. and doing the writing. Highly recommend yeah. to do that together, guys. It's very yes. hard because yeah. with the two of us, one, we would take it in terms to who was going to write on yeah. the wall. The other one would then have to slow the group down to make certain you got the key points. Yeah. And uh, and so you need to you need a fair amount of discipline, and to make certain that the group own the words that are being written up on the walls yep. and on the various sheets. So last question: Where from here? What what is the like? If you look for this university, what do you think would be their next step, or what do you think your next step is with visual facilitation? Well, it's a good question. I, I think there's sort of two parts to that question. There's one: What does it mean to elaborate? Yeah. Um, I think it's a major ingredient we'll use for all executive type engagements is we'll actually do far less preparing of PowerPoints and packs. We may have only one pack where we're going to talk about some repetitive stuff or references or some stuff that you may want to go to um, uh, various websites. So we'll use the visualisation to draw the engagement out. The second thing is that if we're being true to uh, the Agile principles is that we want the teams to own this yes. level of visualisation themselves. And we've been encouraging this as we hand uh, control back to the various scrum masters and other people who are wanting to take on mental roles, we're um, advising them that they should be doing this sort of facilitation mm. course as well. So that it is, isn't just left with a consultant firm who came in and did some nice drawing around the wall, did some you know different type of uh, facilitation. We leave the skill set with them. Yeah, you actually empower them yeah. themselves to do it themselves. Yeah. And so there's a few people, and so we've been discussing that, and we've even been talking about it in some of the showcases that where there's a large audience and music that there should be some sort of chalk and talk, and some element that's quite dynamic in the presentations. So I think we've got to make certain that they adopt the skill and they own the outcome as much as we own it in the way we would do any other Agile transformation ourselves.
All right, David, thank you very much for your time and thanks for sharing this story with this university. And um, yeah, let's see where we go, 2016. Yeah. Thanks. Hey guys, if you have listened until here and the Picablo Radio was useful for your world, then please share it with your friends, jump over on iTunes and give us a rating, leave us a comment and share it on LinkedIn, share it on Twitter, Facebook, wherever you like. And um, if you like to learn those techniques yourself, then check out the Picablo website, it's picablo.com and uh, or you check out my website if you're in Australia, it's marcelvanhove.com. Thank you very much for listening and have an awesome day. Thank you.